What's up, guys? We are back, and this is Freffy Talks. Alrighty, guys, so... We're back with another reading. I mean, not another reading, but another me reading one of my old fucking stories when I was like in fucking when I was like fucking fifteen. So I mean, shit, I'm like really excited because I don't know these motherfuckers is kind of interesting. I don't know what the hell is going through my mind. I do know one thing though. I most definitely have progressed. I was like, girl, the colorism, the fucking everything was terrible. But I mean. Shit. I mean, not even, but I mean, I'm just like, damn, the growth. Like, I'm just like, it's, I'm just like, and also, like, I have, I have the audacity now to really be on a motherfucker's Facebook post correcting their fucking spelling when I used to, I, y'all, I got fucking there, there, and there mixed up horribly in these fucking stories. And I'm like, girl. But growth, growth is something I'm grateful for because I'm like, yay. I don't even think most of my color, like, my colorism, I had, like, we all, like, it's undeniable, like, all, like, not all, like, it's undeniable for me, like, I grew up around a lot of colors thinking, so for me to desensitize my mind from that has been a journey. Realizing it was something, I was like, oh, girl, I can't even think like that, that's crazy, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't know. Before I hop into the story, I'm gonna just do a small update on life and everything. Life's cool. It's pretty. Like I'm like kind of hungry right now. But um, it's just uh, the world is a wild, weird place because uh, I don't know. I told you guys like uh, how do I explain this? Uh, I feel really uncomfortable in my living situation. I really do. Um, I'm fine. Like, I'm really fine. Like, I'm, like, I'm okay for, like, what okay can be. It's just, I really don't feel comfortable because a lot of people have, it's just... A lot of people have lessons to learn, and I prefer to study alone. I'm gonna just put it at that. And I'm like, I say that, like, I, I don't, I, I don't feel like I have to, but like, I, I do say a lot that I'm really grateful for this experience. But I am allowed to have feelings about it, about things. If I mean, I'm just valid to have feelings, and. The whole premise of this situation was for me to just, you know, house it. When things were back, like when owner was back, supposed to just help me find a place and everything. And then I understand, like I really do understand, but it seems like I've been brought here for a completely different reason. More so is like, I feel like I was just brought here to be a... I really do feel like I was by her to be, like, an indentured servant or something. In a sense, whereas, like, I'm supposed to, like... 
That's like I'm supposed to. It's just I was promised something. I mean, hell, I guess this is me learning to grow up, but it's just really. I guess I'm also just learning how to go with the go with the flow too. But it's also just when my boundaries are like constantly being overstepped or broken down and no one's thinking about it or if I'm just like not is I it, I feel like like I understand people have their time and everything, but if I have the ability to adapt the way I do, I kind of can't deal with people that don't as fast as me. It sounds really messed up, I know. But I also have to acknowledge the fact that I wouldn't want someone to be around me if I was like that. Honestly, I feel like I I honestly do personally would prefer that because I just got to learn on my own. And if you can't, like, if you don't want to give it to me, I'd rather you not. I have, like, that was, like, my one of my biggest things um, growing up. If you don't want to, it's, like, it also goes back to what I said last night. Like, just ask me. Like, please ask me if I'm the cause of this and everything. Ask me what I want. Because I'm going to ask you if that's what you, like, if, if I can see that's just something that is just not working, no. But with this situation, not only is it that, I'm also getting a lot of projection. And I also... Uh, I just... Personally, my personally, I just don't have the time or the spiritual energy or patience to keep doing this anymore, because I, for one, I mean, this is really just me being honest. There's like a lot of energies that come into that place, and a lot of those energies I don't like. Um, a lot of those energies I don't like. And I'm not going to tell her to keep these people at her house because, mm, I mean, I don't know. Y'all could tell somebody to keep somebody out, like, keep somebody out their own house. But, I mean, I'm not, I've only done that in certain situations. But that was because, hell, like, no. That was, like, a, like that was a unanimous no. Because I, cause somebody also put that responsibility on me to say no when they could have just said no. In their own space. I don't know why. But um, for me, it's just, I'm all, like, I really do feel uncomfortable a lot. And I appreciate the experience. I do. I just know when my time is up and I know when I need help. And I obviously am not getting it here like I was supposed to, which is understandable. But I'm also probably going to be left in a situation abandoned or something. And I don't, not even abandoned, but like by myself or something. Um, 
and it's just all of that. And it's just also it's just I really do need my own space. I do. I need to be. I just need my own space. Like I don't need. Like I had to have. I want my own space. It would be nice to have the, my own space right now. It really is that. Um. Yeah. And I really, I mean, I don't feel like I have to say this, but just because people are, like, irky. Well, I do feel like I have to say it if I'm saying it. It's not, I'm not saying this in any way to bash her or anything or anything. It's just, I, rather not anymore. I know a lot of people could think like, well, where are you gonna if you have nowhere else to go, why would you say this? Blah blah blah. Like if you have nowhere to go, why would you think that? Blah blah blah. I'm like I mean I and I was like I feel like somebody's like people still have the right to feel this way. And I am doing a lot. I am doing as much as I can. I'm just not going to rely on anyone else, like, rely on others, too. Because I, I asked, like, we were supposed to this just, like, not, like, I don't know. Maybe it's a white thing. She just doesn't know. How, she just doesn't, I don't know, don't want to overstep boundaries with other white people by asking to help out a black person. I don't know. But it's not even just that. It's just I don't want to rely on others for like, it's to that point now, like, I don't know if I can rely on others to help me anymore because the situation was not how it was supposed to be when it was supposed to be a moment of help. And I also feel like, and I do feel this very, like, I do believe, like, this one I'm like, this does bother me a lot, is that I'm not being... It's like, uh, I'm not saying us. Uh, it's like I am giving away spiritual knowledge for free besides living here. It's just like, it's not just that, like, bro. Like, because, hell, it's like a ghostwriter. I feel like a ghostwriter, basically. And I reach out and say things about how I feel, but... It's, I guess, not, mm, no. However, I did have a good Labor Day weekend. Semi, I don't even know, yesterday was Labor Day. Um, I went and took care of something for a client. However, I, the day before, I um, hung out with a friend. It was really nice. At Taco Bell and smoked, so it was just nice to just sit and talk with somebody, and just sit and talk, and just sit and talk. I really wish that's all I did was sit and talk, but that's another thing too. I would really like to just like I mean I ain't gonna fake like I enjoyed the experience. It's just I personally. I've come to the point now when it came when it comes to like being romantic or being involved with people for me uh, just me not because of life or just for me is 
Well, I don't know. I am going to say because this moment in life, it'd be really nice. It'd be really nice to be with someone or some, like, or be in something right now. It really would. But, uh, I don't know. Personally, for me, I don't think it's, I mean, I feel like I'm fine. I don't, like, it's just, it's scary. Like, being romantically involved with someone is, like, really scary to me. Actually having feelings for someone for so long is so scary. Hell, falling in with... Falling in for those... Falling is fucking horrifying. Because you just never know. And when you realize it, it's too late. And it's not saying I don't regret ever falling in love or anything. It's just... That comes with a lot. And call it commitment issues or something. I don't know. I just... I don't know if there's that. I don't know if that's in store for me right now because I I want someone that's just for me. But I'm young. Why do I want to say that? If I know I want someone just for me, I want someone just for me. It's just... Call it, I don't, I feel like it's just me learning. I cause I'm gonna wanna be with somebody. I don't know. Maybe I just need to meet someone that's just into me and just me to make me not feel like I don't want to be with other people. Cause it'd be nice, it really would. But, mm. I feel like I would just be with one person. That's who. But, mm, who knows? It's also just like, I don't want, I don't want to, like, it's not I don't want to deal with somebody else. It's just, I don't, I really prefer my personal space a lot. And I like being pursued, I guess, which is another thing too. I don't, I'm not really one to pursue things. Things come from me. Girl, I'm supposed to start reading the story. My husband starts talking about like 47 other things. But I guess I need to talk because, bro, I really do need to say through these things because uh, I do be just going through shit, bro. It's just not even going through shit. It's just this is the shit that be on my fucking mind. And. Like, I'm not heartbroken or anything. I'm not upset. And, like, I'm, like, really hoping somebody gets me out of this living situation soon. And I'm hoping it's me. It's just, I really need somewhere to talk. And that's really what it is. So me posting this is going to be a big step for me because I feel like I can't say a lot of the things that I feel. Um, and I'll just end it with a story, but 
this journey does, like Shahil said, like this journey can really make you feel alone. And not even alone in a bad sense, but really, I feel really misunderstood. I personally feel misunderstood a lot. And I feel like no one, not many will try. And that's why I, I personally have a, like, I would personally prefer spiritual friends over non-spiritual people or something because I need to stop. Um, they'll understand what I'm talking about. And not even that, they'll just know. And I, I won't have to say everything, but I'll be able to say something. And that's why I love this work. And also, like, I mean, bro, like, I'm literally, like, I'm not even gonna fucking fake it. Like, bro, I'm 20 years old, living, couch surfing. I'm 20 years old and couch surfing. Like, this is, like, literally my fucking thought process. Like, I don't want to live like this. I really don't. I'd really rather not. However, I do know that no matter what my living situation is, no matter what my love life is, no matter and no matter what is going on outside of me, whatever's like one, I'm hot and beautiful as hell. Two, I'm smart as fuck. Three, I'm magical as fuck. Four, I'm that fucking bitch, period. Five, fuck with me. It's like, I can do anything I want. I've I've survived so much. I've been through a lot. Like, this isn't the first time I've been through a situation like this. I really hope it's the last. I'm, I manifest that it be the last. Um... But I, I'd rather be honest. I'd really rather be honest about my life and everything. I really like because I just. I really rather just be. And. I'm. Honestly, really grateful. For everything that has happened to me. And everything that has happened for me. Because. I wouldn't be this awesome without any of it. But I must definitely release those lessons. And thank them for being here. Because. And thank them for the time that they had. Because I don't need it anymore. So, yeah, after that little splurge, I'm just going to go ahead and hop right into the story. (laughs) Let me go ahead and clear the energy out. All right, girl. Fuck it. I don't need to do that anymore anyway. Oh, shit. Actually, I do. That's another thing, too, y'all. Like, 
it's also like really mm-hmm. what I'm saying is like I don't know I feel kind of weird because like I hope no weird ass racist person tries to fucking make me uncomfortable because then I would really be put at risk like this is another thing too like a lot of my living situations put me at risk for a lot of shit let me go ahead and ring this bell again cause here my ass fucking go One bite. People say I'm beautiful, but I think otherwise. When I was a baby, my father said I was the most beautiful boy to be ever born on the south side of the city. My skin was a beautiful caramel complexion. My eyes were lit with a brown fire no one has ever seen. My hair was jet black and soft as cotton. My looks were the source of my name, Carmel Brown. I come from a family of loving people. My dad was the greatest guy in his neighborhood, one of the most best known drug dealers there was. He was always kind-hearted and very helpful. My mother was told to be the most beautiful woman, literally one of the most hottest girls at the Players Club. Uh, I just added that, y'all. I just wanted to add something different. (laughs) She was albino but still had colored hair. I wish I was able to see her before she died. My dad raised me for 10 years by myself. Times were hard, but he was always able to make ends meet. I mean, yeah, he did sell drugs. Life changed when he got married, though. His wife was a beautiful woman. She was kind and a very good mother figure to me. She had a daughter the same age as me. Her name was Evelyn, but I called her Lynn. Lynn was as beautiful as her mother, yet her heart made me nervous. Lynn would always call me ugly. She would always take my toys and games to play with by herself. I never said anything, though. I wanted to just be nice. As soon as life seemed normal, my stepmother then died. Me and dad were devastated. I loved her as she was my own mother. I was also hurt to see father lose his happiness all over again. Lynn, on the other hand, showed a little emotion when her own mother died. At the funeral, she wore a white dress with pink bows. I struggled it off thinking everyone grieves differently. At home, though, when Evelyn was brushing her hair in an antique mirror, I noticed a look in her eyes that I could tell things would not be the same. That was the prologue. Also, like, side note, like, I straight up said, well, never mind. I will say one thing about the white dress thing, like, that was just to comment on how sick and demented the girl could have been, because, you know, the tropes in TV. I bent over in the tub, scrubbing it clean. I kind of liked the smell of the chemicals. It made me calm. All right. I checked the clock to see it was only... 3.50. Lynn will be home soon. So I got up and headed to the kitchen to see how dinner was going. I opened the oven and see my roast was cooked to perfection. I smile at sitting on the table. I throw the oven mitts on the counter and set the table. From the front of the house, I hear the door open. It's Lynn. Lynn waltzes in with three shopping bags on her arm. She looks at me and gives me a scowl that could kill. What is that? She asks, gesturing to my roast. Dinner. Why are we having meat? She asks. I felt my cheeks flush. I didn't know if he wanted anything specific. It's Thursday, and I eat salads on Thursdays. She raises her voice. I'm sorry, Lynn. She rolls her eyes. Whatever, I'll starve. Evelyn walks off and heads upstairs to her room. I put one plate back and fix me and Dad's. Once I'm done, I take up, I take the plates upstairs and head to his room. 
I open the door and see the dad is sitting up and he's watching Criminal Minds. I hand him his plate and sit beside him. I recognize the episode from a few days ago. Is this the one where he shoots himself, dad asked? Yes, I answer. Dad has been sick for a few months uh, with pneumonia. Yes, y'all, I said pneumonia. But I mean, I do realize that people can be really sick because of pneumonia. Hello, corona. But I didn't take, I don't, it's just a long story with me and pneumonia. Dad has been sick with the. Dad has been sick for a few months with pneumonia. It isn't bad. It's just he can't function well. The state sends a check for us for his meds and food. Girl, I straight did not know what the fuck I was talking about. But hey, Lynn was able to get her hands on some of the money for herself. Dad gives it to her out of out of a payment for her mom. I have a job at a daycare not too far from home. I work with seven kids who are cousins. I've worked there for a few months now. Me and those kids are rather close, if I do say so myself. Dad pulls me out my thoughts with his coughing. I put my plate down and grab his cough syrup. I hand it to him, but he weighs it off. I watch him settle down and start eating again. Are you okay? I asked. Stop worrying, he said. Well, someone has to. Dad smiles and hands hands me his plate. I notice I'm finished eating and decide I should go back to bed. I take me and Dad's place to wash them and then I bid him goodnight and leave to my room. As I walk past Lynn's room back to my back to my own to see if she needs anything, I stop and hear her talking. I'm the most beautiful one in the city. No one can pass me up, she chirps. Except your brother. A guy smirks. <sighs> I hate him, Lynn shrieks. I think I've heard enough. I walk past her room and head downstairs. I wash the dishes and head to my room. I pick out my clothes and school for school and work. A yellow leather jacket, a blue t-shirt, black skinny jeans, and some red chucks. I do my nightly hygiene and go to bed. Walking into school with my hair down on my shoulders, I head to my locker and to the, as I, ah, I head to my locker and do the combination. I see my friend Oliver coming down the hall. Behind him is exchange student boyfriend Prince. They meet in Europe. Ah, okay, girl, let me start over. Cause you know, cause I can. I walked into school with my hair down on my shoulders. As I head to my locker and put in my combination, I see my friend Oliver coming down the hallway with his boyfriend, Prince, right behind him. They met in Europe last summer during a festival. They say it was magical as they got together. Hey, Carmel, he said, smiling. Hey, Ollie. Hello, Prince. I say I open my locker and get my chemistry books. Hello, Carmel. Prince smiled. I rolled my eyes. Prince likes to make fun of me with his accent. The two laugh and share a kiss. I roll my eyes and head to class. As I turn the corner, I bump into someone as we're both walking through the door. Sorry, we both say at the same time. I look up to see a really, really, really hot guy. He was tall and had amazing cheekbones with a football player's body. His skin was really dark brown and his jawline was extremely sharp. Definitely a new guy. Hi, I'm Trevor. The guy smiles. I feel my stomach dropped to my throat. Is that even possible? I don't know. But at this point, I can't say anything as I walk past him and sit in my seat. The guy walks behind me and sits a few rows back. Lynn walks in and gives me a cold glare. She looks behind me and smiles. I figure she's looking at Trevor. I feel my cheeks burn with jealousy. Of course she likes him. Mr. Murr walks in and goes to the front of the class. He pulls out his suitcase and gets a small case from it. All our lives, we've known not to eat certain things, he began. But what if you eat something that you're supposed to, but die? I feel my heart jump. I never liked these subjects for some 
weird reason. It just makes me nervous. I bring to you a chemical that can kill you and be perceived as something you're supposed to eat, Mr. Murr smiles. That is a fudge. Ah, a bunch of bull moral blurts. Let me demonstrate. Today, I brought my wife to help me with this project. Come in, dear. Mrs. Murr walks in. She was a pretty lady for Mr. Murr. As he takes out the syringe of the case, she pulls out an apple, and we see that the syringe has a white, like a very snow-white liquid inside of it. This is called dead snow, Mr. Murr says. He pulls out the banana and injects into the apple. Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. That was funny though. <laughs> Cause I originally wrote as a banana as a banana in the story. Oh, I'ma just finish it how it's written. He pulls out a banana and injects it injects it with a little of the dead snow. He stands in front of the classroom. Your assignment is to figure out the antidote before class ends. If it is correct, you get to skip four tests in my class and have an automatic 100%. The class erupted with murmurs. Mr. Murr peels a banana and take a bite out of, takes a bite out of it. As he sways for a second, the class starts to hop up in panic as he falls on the table. We looked at Mrs. Murr to see if she was okay, and she knew what to do. Go on, trust me, you'll figure it out, she smiles. Everyone got to work. Some were already grabbing chemicals and hitting the books. I feel the seat next to me get filled, and I see Trevor's right there. Do you think you know? He asked. I nodded my head. It was obvious. Why bring his wife to chemistry class at Grimside High? A while back, he told us a story on how he tortured her and how he tutored her. Ah, not tortured. How he tutored her in school, and that's how they fell in love over her non-knowledge on chemistry. I say out loud. Trevor laughs. You think it's love? How much you want to bet? A date if I win. He smiles. I roll my eyes. And a pizza with a brownie cake if I win, I say. We shake on it and talk, to the, and talk the rest of class. He talks about he came from a farm. His dad was the mayor of his small town. His dad was the mayor of his small farm town. His parents got divorced last year. His mom just moved him here. He's 16 like me. He has a black Labrador named Ebony. He also has a little cousin. That's one of my charges. Class is almost over and people are giving in their answers. I turned mine in with Trevor's name on it as well. Mrs. Murray looked through the nominations and held one. Everyone was jittery. Everyone was so jittery. Two students passed the experiment highly well. I believe these two will think very well on their feet, she said. She walked over to her husband and painted and planted a sweet kiss on his lips. All the life seemed to flourish through the room and towards them. Mr. Murr stirred and looked eyes with me and Trevor. You two are highly gifted. Both of you have bright have a bright future. You also will have a very interesting time knowing each other, he said. The bell rang and class was dismissed. Lynn bumped into me, causing me to drop my books. I bent down to grab them as Trevor helped me. I walked out of class without saying another word before, and headed to my locker before going to work. Trevor is walking behind me and gives me a toothy smile. I grab my red rubber band and put my hair in his ponytail. So, about that bet, he said. How about the pizza place by the mall, I smile. And there's a cheesecake place with amazing chocolate brownies, I smile. He laughs. You plan this out? Maybe. We laugh about it. He looks at me for a second. I can't help but think that he's mega dreamy.
His eyes moved from me to behind me. I turned around to see Lynn smiling away. She may seem happy, but she's pissed beyond compare. Can I talk to you for a second? She asks. Trevor says goodbye and stalks away. Lynn's facade drops and she seems to foot taller than me now. Stay away from him. She sneered. He spoke to me, I said. I don't give a damn. Keep away, Lynn sneered. Whatever, I have to go, I say. I slam my locker and head, head to my next class. I feel Lynn's eyes pierce my back. And that's that. I could have read that a lot better. I should not have splurged like that, but I want y'all to understand that that's what happens when you splurge. You got to rebalance a little bit. However, I do feel good afterwards, after all. And honestly, after reading this story, I kind of think it's cute. I actually think this is kind of cute. This is actually kind of cute. This is actually kind of I think this one was kind of cute. I'm trying to think. What was... Oh, actually, okay. So when I read um, Oliver and Prince's story, I hope you guys enjoy it. Because that one was... that's That one has the most progression on it. And that one was pretty good. I like that one. Um, But, yeah, if you guys couldn't tell, this is based off Snow White. Um, I really wanted to come up with a name, so I was like, Carmel Brown. So, yeah, I I like the story. I like it. I'm probably going to finish it. I'm probably going to edit it, and we're going to bring it back, and we're going to see what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. This was that. Uh, I'm probably going to think about... I really need to get into my Wattpad and open up them bitches and really give y'all some shit to... (laughs) But I don't think I can. I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. It's just... I'm trying. But... Actually, no. I'll take that back. I can read... Ooh, girl. Okay. So... We got a double feature. (laughs) Oh, can I read it, though? Hopefully, we have a double feature. Nope, we don't. Okay, guys. Oh, we do? No, we don't. Okay. Oh, we might. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, y'all. What's the name? Um, no, I'm saying. Oh, hell no. Can I? <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm gonna because we have the name of the characters. We don't need that. Um, girl. Okay, <laughs> this was a story. Okay, funny story. So, literally, I wrote this story in seventh, eighth grade ish. So this is a real early story. At the same time, no. I fucked up because... Okay, so, like, I used to write stories a lot. I used to let my classmates read them. Girl, I fucked up with this story because I let the most... I, uh, I don't know why I let these bitches in on this story. 
I don't know why. I should never did that because it just completely destroyed the whole image of what I wanted the story to be. But, I mean, they did help me with something. Like, I mean, they helped me with a little bit. I mean, I ain't going to give them, I ain't going to not give them their credit. But I, I ain't, so, I ain't, I mean, I'm going to give them their credit. I'm going to give them all the credit. All their credit. Um, but, yeah. And I'm pretty sure y'all can tell that this is written. And also, like, this is really based off of a dream, to be very honest, about a boy that I had a huge crush on and a girl he was dating at the time. I don't know why the fuck. And honestly, it's kind of crazy because I know this ain't, I know that dream ain't never gonna come true. Well, most of it. I know it ain't gonna come true. So I'm gonna just, oh, fuck. Girl, I was a shady bitch. Oh, well. God forgive me. Please forgive me. Dinner time. Everyone's at the table. On one side sat Brianna, Drew, Sam, Tyler, and Morgan. On the other side is CJ, Alexis, Andre, Destiny, Nick, and Layla. Sam eats his pizza as Destiny flirts with Andre mercilessly. Everyone except Andre watches Sam, making sure he won't freak. Hey, Ty, Sam said. What's up, Tyler said. Remember that thought shit vine he said laughing? Oh, yeah, Tyler imitated the dude. Layla laughed. Me and Trey were walking talking about that today too she said trying to change the subject yeah hoes never learn sam said looking at destiny destiny looks at him and looks right back at andre your muscles are big boy she says squeezing his arm she's leaned forward with his booms pressing against his arm are you doing anything tonight she said making sam jealous i'm thirsty sam says standing to get something to drink only to pour on destiny however tyler nudged morgan so he could stand up to get it i'll do it for you he put sam back in the seat sam Continues to his pizza and looks at Destiny angrily as she's playing with Andre's chest. Sam's starting to get a little heated and you're such a hoe, he blurts, and everyone gets quiet. What'd you say? Destiny yelled. I said you are a hoe, Sam said. Anyone see Ravenswood last night, Brianna asked. I did, CJ, Nick, and Alexa said. Sam looked at Destiny. Shut up, fag. Destiny barks. Hey, Andre said. Don't call him that. Sam blushed. He liked Andre. Obviously a lot. Destiny ended up catching this as well. You are so obvious, she smirked. Layla looked up. Yo, that is not cool. Morgan, not. Please stop. Sam was on the verge of tears. Don't think about it, Tyler threatened. Hey, Andre, guess what I heard? She looks at him. Sam was going to stand up, and Morgan and Drew grabbed him. Destiny, stop, Nick barked. Why? He needs to know. Destiny smiled. Know what? Andre asked. Sam was trying to get free. Please, please, please let me go. Sam has a crush on you, she said. Everyone got quiet again. Morgan felt Tyler nudge him underneath the table to let Sam go. Morgan Morgan looked at Drew, and they both nod. When they let him go, girl, I'm sorry. I, I was just, I was like, I sure used to write some wild ass shit like this. 
Girl, I don't know. It was an interesting story. I don't know. It it has promise. It was just not what I wanted. Like this is not what I wanted. This is not the story that I wanted to put out. But I'm gonna put. I'm gonna read chapter two. Uh, I hate this because I hate the girls. I really do not fuck with the girls I wrote this story with. I'm so sorry. And one of their names is in here, and she's the second character introduced. I'm just like, I could not, I just, I just, I don't know why I allowed that. I was just like, this is why, I like, I don't know why I allowed this into my space. Because, like, I don't know, y'all can see, I don't know, if I read the rest of this to y'all over time, maybe y'all could recognize the transition. But I just, I just was not, I was like, I should not have put them in this shit. Uh, I don't want to read this out loud, because how they typed their shit was terrible. And I, I was the type, like, it was terrible, but. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. Like, I'm not, like, I don't, like, I just, I just don't like working with people because they just really be messing up my, my vision. So, most of the time, most people, I'm not saying all, but these, uh, we were also kids, so, like, I, but, girl, I'm not serious. Like, they fucked up this whole thing for me. Tyler's point of view. OMG, I'm finally here at the house. I heard I was going to have 15 roommates. So happy one of them is my best friend, Simone, and another is my boyfriend, Morgan. I'm so excited to see what's about to go on. So I get there, and I'm the only one there. I'm so excited to see my best friend, Tyler, and my boyfriend, Drew. I pull up to... Oh, girl, I'm not even finna read this shit. Um... I mean, a lot of it I have to read, though, because, I mean, I was able to tie in the most important shit. <sighs> oh, let me figure. I'm trying to see. What else? Oh, no, 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 no. I know. I know. I know. I know. We're going to read the one story that I really wanted to finish. I'm really sad I never finished it. But, hey, it'll probably be... A long time ago, well, not that long, let's say about 16 years ago, two of the most powerful families ever had a feud. The Phoenix family, who were the ruling family of the Flyers. Flyers are people who were born with wings and elemental powers. The Phoenix family were the most powerful of all, practically having all the elements at their will. The Alpha family of the Howlers. The Howlers were people who turned into wolves. The Alphas were more powerful because they had royalty in their blood. Each family had an heir, Clarice of the Phoenix and Kendrin of the Alphas. Both the heirs had a secret that could tear their families apart. They were in love with each other. The two heirs both loved each other so much, but with their families, their chances of love together were highly slim, so they saw each other only in secret. This went on for two months until Calyrus turned out to be pregnant. Her parents were so happy, but Calyrus was obviously grief-stricken. How could she explain that the father was a howler and that howler was Prince Kindred? So they both came up with a plan. They would run away in secret and raise a child in secret. The day they left, hell was raised. The families were furiated and angry at, angry at, the, at, at each other. The thing... The Phoenixes believed that Kendrick kidnapped Clarice and killed her and the unborn. The Alphas believe that Clarice has frozen Kendrick and they have him prison have him imprisoned somewhere in the Phoenix's castle. The feud has lasted ten years. This started the hatred between the two people. The Howlers hated the Flyers for killing their king, as the Flyers hated the Howlers for killing their queen. When no one knew was that the lost heir was amongst them. 
that they were a special flyer who's going to change the world. Yeah, I most definitely tried to add some pronouns because hey, the right pronouns, because bitch, at this point, fuck it. We change the pronouns when we're writing shit. Okay, I'm gonna read one more. Um. Ah, uh, okay, so this is the House of Anubis fanfic. <laughs> I loved House of Anubis. Ooh, bitch, actually. This is actually rather long. Okay, so I'm going to say my House of Anubis one. But y'all get the gist. The bitch likes to write and the bitch likes to do shit. Okay, no, I'll take that back. I might find one more story. Um, But I mean, I just like really liked, I really loved reading. I really loved, like, I mean, not reading, writing my stories. And them bitches is like, I I had so many of them fucking, I have so many stories. Y'all just don't understand. <laughs> Y'all just don't understand. Ooh, girl. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I have three stories um, on one account. One is called Me and Crisanto. And yes, it's about Rock Royal from Mindless Behavior. Y'all can kiss my ass. My shit has 4.2K reads. Fuck with me. <laughs> ah, fuck with me. Um, I have somebody I used to know. Um... That one has 663 reads. And I have one that's, like, fairly recent. Not really. Um, And that one's called AU Madness. Um, Let me see. What are the stories in AU Madness? (gasps) Bitch, do I want to do my hit it? Do I want to do hit it? Okay, so I also have a Glee fanfic um, called Hit It. I also have a, I had a class writing project on there. I mean, shit, I want to go back to me and Crisanto, because, bitch, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Let's let's see what the fuck this was. Uh, bitch, yeah, we're finna just, we're just gonna, like, reacting to my old fucking, yeah, bitch, I'm finna do this shit. Fuck with me. Alright, chapter one, Sam's point of view. I was so excited, I was getting off my plane in LAX to see my best friend in the whole world, Crisanto August. Yes, Rock Royal for mindless behavior. To be honest, he was my first crush, but then when he left to L.A. for his career. Girl, I don't know where the fuck the niggas was at. Sorry, I don't know what the fuck was going on. I really don't know what the fuck was going on. Bitch, I just thought the niggas was fine. I was just using what the fuck I had accessible. <laughs> I walked through the doors and looked for Crest, my nickname for him. Instead, all I saw were bodies. My name caught my eye. It was written in the right color of blue i looked to see who was holding the card and it was Cress. Cress! i scream and run over to him he opens his arms to catch me in our hug and i laugh and he, as he hugs me back i notice people looking at me hugging the famous rock royal and i'm like fuck i am a guy don't worry guys he's still straight i yell he laughed what's up dude he smiles his smile was so cute hey i see you haven't changed i i joked when he ah when he cut his hair i was really shocked that always made him cute to me. Well, it's just one less thing now that made him cute to me. Let me just go with that. He looked at me up and down. You either, he lied. My hair grew and I got braces. It's been a while, I nodded. Yep, he says. I shrug it off and if only I had my chance. God, if only I had my chance. I looked at my best friend. Oh, girl, I also switched him up. So this is also in Crisanto's point of view now. 
I looked at my best friend Sam. It has been a while. He has grown most definitely. He's only 16. He's filled out pretty well. His birthday is in a few days, and he will never compare to the others. So, how you been? I asked. Great. I see you've been great, <laughs> Sam said. How are your groupies? He asked, raising an eyebrow. They're great. You know, one stuck in my bathroom while I was showering last night, to be exact. I smiled going along. Lucky her. Sam laughed, picking up his bag. Sam was the only person I can truly trust. He felt the same. He was blue when we were younger, and people teased him because he was gay. And I look, overlooked that because he was a really cool dude. I would think he had a crush on me. That's silly. Well, you have plenty of time to meet them, I said, grabbing his luggage. You don't have to get that, Sam protested. I don't want you to carry that much stuff, I say, shrugging. Sam rolls his eyes. Such a gentleman. We walk through the airport catching up. His life is pretty much the same. He still has a strict mom, but mine convinced her to let him stay with us. He just got out of a relationship, and I told him how we will have the best time in L.A. to get over that. We got into a limo outside. We got into the limo outside. Um... And Sam looks at me very inquisitively. How come we didn't take a car? He asked. I walked to the door and I pulled it open. Five people can't fit in one car, I say. Sam walked up to me. Five of us. Girl, I'm sorry, y'all. This shit is too much of a key. I gotta fucking make a whole episode of me. Because, bitch. (laughs) Ah, I need to find my smut. Now, if I find my... Ooh, girl. I think I might. I was like, I need to find. Actually, I think some of this stuff has some, not smut, but like some saucy shit in it. Girl, <laughs> I was even 16 when I wrote this. I'm trying to think. When the fuck was our royal on my mind like that? I think I was like 14. But yeah, this was fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So, hope you guys enjoyed that. I'm probably gonna. Bounce up out of here now, because that was enough. Uh, if you guys want to hit me up on social media, check me out on Facebook at Freffy Oz or Cherry Summers, C-H-E-R-I-S-O-M-E-R-Z, Cherry Summers. Freffy Oz on Instagram, Sunday 20, Sunday with an I at iCloud.com, Sunday 20 at iCloud.com, my Twitter, and it's the... NSFW on Twitter. My Twitter is not safe for work or people underneath the age of 18. Um, Cherry Diamond 20. C H E R I Diamond 20. Uh, yeah. If you want to reach out and all that jazz, just hit me up and everything. I would really like to hear your guys' reactions to these fucking stories because, girl. This shit is a fucking key. But, um, yeah, please be on the lookout for the Pick a Card um, readings Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And I will be doing lives every one of those days. And then there will be Pick a Cards along with all of that. And I'll be doing readings on the lives, all of that. So, you know, just check me out. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and deuce out with the bell. I will be seeing you all later.